0: All right, everybody, I want you to envision the following scenario. You've decided that you're going to recreate Longwood Garden in your backyard. You've drafted a plan that would make even the most in-demand garden designer envious you decide you're gonna put brick walkways. You buy the brick, you watch the YouTube videos, you start edging and removing grass and putting down these walkways that are an absolute masterpiece. You run your electric, you run the water, you start putting in the fountains, you put in the statuary. Or maybe you've decided, you know what? I'm going to take my seed starting to a new level. I need a greenhouse so you go online to amazon or greenhousemegastore.com, and you find that perfect poly greenhouse you order it you start putting it together you put it on a gravel pad or maybe you decide hey i'm gonna go whole hog on this thing and i'm going to have a concrete slab put down. I'm going to grate it so that it, the water drains to the middle. I'm going to have a separate hole here so that I can run an electric cord out here if I need to keep things warm, or I can run my hose through it so I can water it without having to run my hose through it. And then at long last, the masterpiece is finished. You're in your greenhouse enjoying it. You've got you know, your wine, your wine with your friends, you're out there sitting in the greenhouse, you know, with your string lights lit, looking at all the plants that you've started, or you've got your garden done and you're sitting on the patio that you have designed, you've got your hostas around you, life is good, life is beautiful. And then come Monday morning, you go and you check your mailbox. And lo and behold, you have a letter from your township. You start panicking, huh? Did my mortgage company forget to pay the quarterly taxes? Huh, I'm pretty sure I paid my sewer and water bill. Whatever could this letter from the township be? And then you open it and you discover it's not your quarterly taxes. It's not anything from the utilities department. It's about your garden. And the fact that you have run afoul of a zoning or planning or even construction code. And they're letting you know, you got seven days to tear this out of your yard or apply for a permit or face a fine. Now, some of you guys are probably like, wow, that was a pretty dark tale. Yeah, it kind of is. But you know what? It's totally real. Now, some of you guys like me and have probably had that issue come up, or some of you guys maybe have just haven't ha- you haven't had it happen to. You. And so for those of you who haven't had it happen to you, that's why I'm doing this episode today. So right now, you know, usually I give you guys tips and tricks with respect to fl- planting your flowers, how to get good yields, you know, things like pest and that sort of thing. But we've never really talked about other things that you should consider, other pitfalls of gardening. So today we are going to talk about Things you should keep in mind so that you don't run afoul of your township's planning, zoning, and or construction departments on this episode of the Vintage Gardener podcast, which is where I give you tips and tricks on gardening, particularly if you're like me and you garden in Southern New Jersey, which is Zone 7A. yeah, zoning, planning, and construction. That's typically not something you think of when you're planning a garden because you would think, well, gee, how is, you know, putting some plants in or, you know, putting a gravel, you know, walkway down, like why on earth would I have to get permission to do that? I mean, it's just, it's a garden. It's, it's beautiful. It makes my property look great. It increases property values. Like what's not to love? And hey, your township probably does love it. However, <laughs> there's planning, there's zoning, and there's construction. And I'm gonna not going to lie to you guys, sometimes what you need permission for and what you don't is absolutely mind-boggling. And it varies from town to town and state to state. But today I'm going to give you a list of uh, just a general categories of things that most I would say most townships, most states probably do regulate. And once again, check before you start your, especially if you're going to do something fairly major like, you know, walkways and greenhouses, definitely check with your township to make sure you know what's allowed and what's not. So without further ado, let's consult. Let me consult my list of things that you should probably check with your township to see if you need permission. The first thing you might actually want to check w- with your township, um, you I don't know if it would be planning or zoning. Uh, a lot of times I know a lot of uh, municipalities have their municipal codes online and it's electronic so you can search it, but check for prohibited plants because there are some plants that you are actually prohibited from growing in your yard. Now, I'm going to name one, and most of you guys are probably familiar with it, but bamboo. A lot of townships in my area, including my own, do not allow you to plant bamboo because of how invasive it is. So that really is the key, people. Plants that are invasive, there may be a prohibition where you live on them. I can tell you that where I live, there's prohibitions on bamboo um, for people who have it you have to boy they make you take some pretty extraordinary measures to make sure that it is not spreading beyond your yard so check on that um i, I don't i don't recall seeing in my townships ordinances that we can't grow wisteria. I would never put it in the ground, but things like that, because w- I know in one of the towns near me, I believe it's called, it's and Rancocus, Rancocas Rancocos uh, Woods. I know um, an attorney I work have cases with told me that one of her neighbors planted wisteria. And basically it's like taking over the whole neighborhood. And basically every year they're waging constant warfare, against this wisteria trying to keep it off the property. Like I said, I did not see that one in my township's ordinances. I'll be quite honest, I didn't really look for it. I looked specifically for bamboo. Um, Not that I was intending to grow it, but it's just, I forgot why I was looking for it. Um, This was a few years ago, but once again, um, anything, any plant that tends to be invasive, just check your ordinances because that is something that you know, if you plant it, and especially if it's causing problems on your neighbor's property and they complain about it to the township, uh, you can guarantee that the township is most likely um, going to require that you take remedial measures to, to prevent it from spreading. And for those of you who have the Misfortune to live near or somebody who has grown something very invasive, you know. Check with your t- check with your township, see if it's prohibited. Um, if it is prohibited, let them know you have a problem because um, they should be able to. You know, they'll have to go to that person and get them to uh, take care of that because. It's really unfair when somebody plants bamboo near your property. As a matter of fact, when I was looking for a new house before I bought this one, I went to this one house and it was a great house. And then I saw the bamboo in the backyard and I was like, you know what? I just, I, that's just not something I wanted to have to deal with. And so my realtor was like, you really wouldn't buy it because of the bamboo? And I just told him, you have no idea how invasive this is um i did a tour of the triple oaks um nursery in the garden around that property with the owner's son and he told he told us that it takes about five years to eradicate bamboo so uh something you guys should check A next thing you might want to check on is tree removal once again, this is going to vary from town to town. Some towns might let you take down a certain a number of trees without permit, um, you know, or for example, they may require you that you replace a tree. Like especially if you live in like a wetlands area or you know like a state forest area, they, if you take down a tree, they may require you that you uh, plant a tree to replace it. Um, But don't just assume that you can just go onto a property and take down whatever trees you want. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, you know, if you have something that's diseased or you got something that's dead or, you know, is in danger of hitting your house or or like basically, you know, you know, going to fall on the sidewalk where people are walking, those typically, you know, because those are emergent, you're usually okay. But like, you know, if there is a big um, sycamore tree that's standing between you and Gardening Bliss, yeah, you, you, you might want to check before you start taking that baby down because once again, that's something that uh, may put you, you know, you're going to get a nasty little note <laughs> um, and you may actually have to go before a board or something to explain why you took that tree down. And so things like that do happen. Um, the other thing, um, if you have... Um, if you have public water, you know, make sure you have those lines marked out before you start digging. But if you have septic and well, if you're going to be doing something where you're digging in the ground, definitely check with your county or state's health department, um, because usually septic is regulated under that, check with them. Uh, to see whether or not you have to submit a plan, sometimes it's just a hand drawn plan with some distances marked out. Uh, because you know, when you have septic, you have drain fields, obviously, you don't want to do anything that's going to damage the drain field because that's going to cause issues. Um, if you have wells, you don't want to do anything that's going to interfere with the wellhead. So, just, just check because the last thing you want to do is have something put down, and then, for example, you know, you got to replace your septic. And you know, basically, a bunch of stuff has to get torn out, or you know, damages your well, or basically, now you have no drain field. Um, so just, um, <clears throat> just chalk. Um, I. It may be a simple process. It may be complicated, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Uh, let's see. Then something that may come up is patios. Like if you're gonna put down a brick patio, and I know that for a lot of people, that's one of those DIY projects, you just go to get bricks from Lowe's, you start, you know, you level your area, you get that sand, you know, that compacted sand, you put the little gravel and you just kind of go. Some townships do, in fact, have regulations with uh, patio. Um, I can tell you in the area that I live, um, there is one because I live in near what's called the Pinelands Commission, and there is an issue with covering too much of your lot and anything that would be an impervious, um, impervious surface. So um, I know a lot of times you might not think of a patio as, well, gee, that's something It's not that, you know, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal or that's a DIY thing, but it can, um, you may, you may need a permit. That's one of those things you should definitely check. Um, with zoning, um, obviously if you're going to put up things like fencing, you know, you're going to need a zoning permit in most cases for that. Um, They're going to dictate to you uh, what types of fencing you can put up, how tall the fencing can be, um even if it's temporary fencing. For example, I asked whether or not I'd be allowed to put up deer netting around my vegetable garden. And despite the fact that the deer netting would not be permanent, I was told, yeah, you need a permit for that, which to me was a little bit ridiculous seeing how that the deer netting would come down at the end of the season. But I'm just telling you, um, that's what I I was told. Um, Other things, um, zoning. Um, If you're gonna have a shed or a greenhouse, I can tell you where I live. Sheds and greenhouses are both considered accessory structure, and they can, they do re- regulate the size. Um, like for example, I think I can have a greenhouse um, or shed that be up to 200 square feet. Um, after that point, I' be would be required to get a variance. Um, of course, if you have a greenhouse where you're going to have electric, and water going to it um you know don't assume that you can just run a you know a, a an extension court out there there may be that's a construction issue uh they, they they're going to have some very specific requirements because obviously they don't want you know fires to be happening um same thing with water um you know water r- lines being run under the ground for something you know they're just there, the, the requirements seem tedious, and yes, they can be get expensive, but uh, there are, trust me, they, they have those requirements because somebody somewhere has done something that has caused a horrible problem and probably affected a whole bunch of other people, and they don't want that sort of thing to, um, to happen. Uh, so once again, just check. I know a lot of townships may have a restriction on how many accessory structures you can have on your property. Um, you know, if like for me, I have an, about an acre and so I'm allowed one accessory structure. If I had two acre properties, you know, I would be able to get away with one. But l- like I said, there's, there's instructions on what you can and can't do. And so I'm um, just check because the last thing you would want is to have like you know a shed and a greenhouse and then you know having spent money on having a greenhouse installed that you did yourself and then have the township come and tell you that oh by the way you have to have that removed or or potentially you have to get a variance and getting a zoning variance and the construction variances are extraordinarily um expensive so that's one of those things you definitely check. Um, the other thing is water collection. I know for a lot of us, we want to conserve water. You know, we want to attach rain barrels to their house. That is one of those things. You definitely check with your township, check with your state. Um, there is a state and I apologize because I did know the name of the state because I actually researched it, but in that state, um, water collection systems like collecting rain off your, um, off your roof, is prohibited and it goes back to some ancient riparian laws with who owns the waterways that sort of thing um some places may let you do it but they may they may restrict how much of it you can actually collect because once again that rainwater is not actually making it back to the ground so once again that's just something (laughs) for you to look into because it just is one of those things that um you may not have considered. Um, a lot, another thing is, you know, lot coverage. Um, I can tell you in my town, like you can't cover more than 50% of your yard. Now, granted, I live in a rural area, so you know, a lot of times that may not it's not generally a problem because people's lots tend to be larger. So, you know, for those people who have two acres, well, you know, you're not going to cover an acre with a house you know, um, so it's probably less of an issue, but if you're in like a smaller, you know, in a, in a development with smaller lots, how much of your lot you have covered is something that you should take into consideration. Um, they may calculate, you know, impervious surface, find out what they, what they consider to be an impervious surface. You may be, you may be very surprised. Um, and so I'm trying to think, is there yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much, I think that's pretty much it. So guys, you know, even if you read the ordinances, you could still run afoul of your township zoning laws, because I can tell you right now, ordinances are not clearly written. And I know for those of you guys who follow me on um, YouTube, you guys have heard me reference the fact that I'm an attorney. So obviously reading ordinances is one of those things that have been trained to do. And I can tell you that I read ordinances i read my own township's ordinances and there's a lot of things that based upon reading the ordinances and looking at their website and reading the information do not appear to be included and i have since found out that they actually do regulate it um so um, just to give you guys i know my own personal story uh, the fountain that's in my front yard that's absolutely beautiful um apparently is a zoning issue um, now, I researched it. I looked at the ordinances. I looked at the website. They give you a list of things you need uh, zoning permits for. It's not listed. Um, they they say you know look they say you have to get something for accessory structures. They define it. Uh, garden fountains are not in there. It's just not clear. It just appears that you only need permits for like maybe six or seven things. None of which I was actually doing. Um, I did get a permit because I had to have an electrical outlet run out there for the pump, the construction department, and I would imagine it's this way, in most places, you know, construction, planning, and zoning all work together. They they have to know about each other's departments because, for example, even if you apply for a zoning permit, if they're going to ask you what you're doing, and they may ask for pictures, and they may say, "Oh, actually, for this, you're going to need a construction permit," and you know, and vice versa. Um, so they're pretty cognizant of what the requirements are, and so typically, if you're doing something, you know, you request for. A permit. Uh, they're not going to approve anything unless you've gotten all the correct permits. So um, I did apply for the uh, the electrical permit, which is part of the construction department. Um, the outlet is located right next to right next to the fountain, right next to the base. Uh, the electrical engin- engineer or whoever the construction official is, I'm not sure if it's an electrical engineer or if it was the, just the um, the township inspector came out um th- they saw the electrical outlet right next to the fountain pool and i was home that day they never knocked they never said anything uh, they never asked any questions i never got a phone call they simply walked out saw it and stuck a sticker on it saying approved um, so you know that fountain base has been there for months it's on the, my front yard um, everybody and their moms from a couple of towns over have been seeing it like I said, I got what I consider, what I thought was the appropriate permit. Um, I was approved. There was no questions asked. They never told me I needed additional things. And so I was like, okay, good. I complied with everything that I thought I, I based upon my review of the ordinance, based upon the fact that I got my approvals, I believed that I had complied. So you can imagine my surprise when uh this past june i got a letter from the zoning department saying oh this is actually an issue so i called um, first off my fountain is not a permanent feature because that's another thing with zoning is that a lot of times they concern themselves with things that are permanent fixtures that fountain although it is big it would be referred to as semi-permanent because i can dismantle it and move it and for example if i decided to leave my house like if i wanted to sell it and move on i could take it with me and typically they don't they're not really interested in things that are movable, because that's re- usually not what they're concer- concerning themselves with. Um, so I explained it, well, it's not permanent, and I explained that so- situation, and they got caught in the quiet. They're like, well, you know, it covers the ground, so that's lot coverage, and I'm like, okay. And they was like, and, you know, you would have needed a permit from construction, and I said, well, I did get a permit for the outlet, and they were like, you did. And I was like, yeah. And I said, and it was I explained to them where what where it was located, and they said, well, what was up when they came? So I explained to them what was there, and I said, you know, that's you know that's been there for a while. And they, they said, and you got approved? I was like, yeah, I have a sticker. And so they got quiet. They were like, oh, well, you know, you know, if you really needed a zoning permit, they should not have approved it. So they was like, you know what, hold off on doing anything because maybe you really don't need a permit for this. (laughs) So then I was just kind of going, okay, guys, you're the zoning department. Like, you should know. The construction department should know. So there was a lot of confusion in terms of whether I actually needed a permit. Um, So it turned out that I did because even though I wasn't in the Pinelands, part of my town is in the Pinelands, and so the lot coverage if basically what they were telling me was that like if the entire town was not in pinelands it wouldn't have been an issue but because part of the town is they kind of have to apply the rule to everybody and so they were like just you know apply for the permit and they basically told me we don't know why the construction department um, didn't think you needed a zoning permit and i was like well you know i explained to them you know i pulled the statute it you know it's not clear and the one thing that just boggled my mind. It was like, yeah, you know, we really need to, we really need to uh, revise the ordinances because it really isn't clear. There's actually a lot more things that people are supposed to get permits for that you can't tell from the statute. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, uh, that's a problem because uh, statutes have to be clear. Because um, you can't just have ambiguous stuff and then expect people to know what, um, you know, know what they're supposed to apply for. So that's when she she told me that, oh yeah, by the way, like, you know, when people are DIYing, you know, a brick patio, they're actually supposed to get a permit. Well, I knew that at that point, because in my research on the ordinances, what I had to do, I did run across some minutes from a township meeting where there was a discussion about the fact that people were doing it. But once again, it's not in the ordinance unless you were researching all the township minutes, which I forgot what I was looking for, um, you wouldn't, that's not something you would have known. And I I kind of did an informal survey of my town and of of people that I was running into my town. And it was amazing because they had no idea that they, you know, The types of things they were supposed to get permits for because it's not in there. So, guys, at the end of the day, by the way, I got the entire situation straightened out. Um, You know, it was not a problem. I got approved within a couple days. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't an issue. Um, But at the end of the day, you can read all the ordinances and do all the research um, and, you know, apply for what you think is the appropriate permit and basically still have the township mess up. Uh, Because like I said, there was, I think the township didn't get back to me for like a week because they were trying to figure out whether or not I really needed a permit because they weren't even sure. So at the end of the day, just check with your township, um, explain what you're doing. If you have pictures, take them, you know, so they can. So because at the end of the day, like I did actually talk to the zoning officer. And explain to her, like, for example, a greenhouse versus a hoop house and what I was going to be doing with it, you know, to find out whether or not you do need a permit. Because, like, for example, with the hoop house that I want to get, um, if it doesn't have a bottom and some other things, um, then no, that's not one of those types of things I would need a permit. There isn't like a restriction because of the size. And so it was just, you know, like I said, I just I want to be careful. And of course, I'll document that conversation because... If it becomes an issue, you can say, hey, listen, on this date, I spoke to you, I asked you this, and this is what you told me. And, you know, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, oh, I didn't understand. And sometimes things change and they don't, and it's not really clear. Most people don't understand, will not realize that something has changed or, and that sort of thing, because I'll be quite honest, sometimes townships can be kind of bad about, Letting the people know that there are revisions to the ordinances. So, guys, that is a quick and dirty, um, I guess, you know, overview of things that you might need permits for in your town. Um, that's not an exhaustive list, like I said. They vary from town to town. They vary state from state. You know, some states have environmental concerns that other states don't have. So just whatever it is, just make sure that you're complying with wherever it is that you live so that you don't get a notice and that you don't get. You know, find. And even if you get notice, at least if you can, if asked questions and applied for what you thought was appropriate, um, they can at least see that you are not just trying to pull a fast one. You really, you know, they can say, well, yeah, we made a mistake. You know, they really should have told you you needed to do this, which is what happened in my case because the construction department totally missed that. So, anyway, guys, that is the end of this episode. Um, I, I hope you guys found that to be helpful. Um, if you guys have any questions, like I said, just direct them to your planning and zoning boards. And just so you guys know, I did pick a topic for the new garden party podcast. It will be held on October 29th at 8 PM on Podbean. And the topic is what was your favorite flower from 2021? So I hope to see you guys at the party. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will uh, see you guys in the next episode.